introduction of the egyptian book of the dead by e a wallace budge this librivox recording is in the public domain introduction the history of the book of the dead part one long ago in the earliest period of egyptian civilization the dwellers on the nile were in the habit of preserving the dead bodies of their relatives and friends by means of salt soda resin bitumen and other substances of like nature and although the art of mummifying and swathing the body in linen bandages did not attain to its highest pitch of perfection until several hundreds of years later the simple means which were employed in the earliest days were effectual in keeping bones sinews and skin in existence upon earth the egyptians embalmed their dead either because they wished to keep their material bodies with them upon earth or because they believed that the future welfare of the departed depended in some way upon the preservation of the bodies which they had left behind them upon earth whatever the motive it is quite certain that it must have been a very powerful one for the custom of embalming the dead lasted in egypt without a break for at least five thousand years it survived all the influence which the greeks and romans brought to bear upon the habits and customs of the egyptians and only disappeared from the country about two hundred years before its conquest by muhammad's general amir ibn al assi eighty six hundred and fifty eight the writings of ancient egypt show that it was not only the custom but also the duty of a man to prepare during his lifetime a suitable tomb in which his body might rest after death and it is to the desire of preserving the body on the part of the egyptians which found practical expression in the hewing of tombs and the making of elaborate funeral furniture that we owe the greater part of our knowledge of their religious beliefs as time went on the embalming of the dead was performed in a more elaborate manner and at the same time the last resting-place of the mummified body was chosen more carefully and wrought with greater attention at a very early period the wealthy discarded the use of holes in rocks and caves as tombs for in these the bodies were accessible to the attacks of enemies and wild animals and serpents and the same objection was naturally made to shallow hollows made in the limestone and covered over with slabs of the same material and also to the vaulted crude brick graves which were commonly in use in the early dynasties the place of these was taken by pyramids built of stone and by many chambered tombs hewn in the living rock experience however soon showed the egyptian that the most carefully constructed tomb was incapable of preventing damp rot or dry rot and decay and that some other power besides his own must be invoked to prevent the destruction of the body which though needing longer time to accomplish was as effectually performed by these means as by the tooth of the wild animal or serpent or by the hand of the enemy at this stage the aid of the professional religious man or priest was called in and the task of finding means to prevent rot and decay was entrusted to him there is little doubt that when the body was laid to rest in the tomb the priest pronounced certain words or formulae or prayers over it and it is probable that the recital of these words was accompanied by the performance of certain ceremonies whatever these formulae were they formed 
the foundation of the book of the dead of later egyptian times it is idle to attempt to consider what such words were but we are within our right if we assume that they were addressed to the god or gods of the community on behalf of the dead and that they contained petitions for the welfare of the departed in the world beyond the grave such petitions would refer more to material than to spiritual happiness indeed it is more than doubtful if the egyptian at that time had developed any spiritual conceptions in our sense of the word for although his ideas were very definite as to the reality of a future existence i think that he had formulated few details about it and that he had no idea as to where or how it was to be enjoyed certain portions of texts which have been incorporated into religious works of a later period show that the life which the egyptian hoped to live after death was one similar to that which he led upon earth and it is clear that he thought the preservation of his natural or material body to be in some way absolutely necessary for the attainment of this life he hoped to have power to exercise all the natural functions of his body and to be able to journey about at pleasure unless the body and all its members were preserved such a life was impossible for him the earliest monuments in egypt of the historic period are tombs and the universal testimony of these is to the effect that the egyptian endeavoured to attain to this life by the embalmment of the body and by the power which the texts inscribed upon his tomb coffin etc could give him and this was always so for the earliest tombs proved that they were hewn out or built according to a recognised system which had become sanctified by antiquity and that they were intended to keep intact bodies which had been treated with balms and balsams unguents and drugs and other similar preservative compounds and the texts written upon them take the fact of the existence of a future life for granted and assume that its duration will be infinite the oldest tombs of this kind to which we can assign a date belong to the period of the second dynasty about b c four thousand two hundred but there are some in existence which are remarkable for the extremely archaic grouping of the inscriptions upon the walls and which may well belong to a very much earlier time in this connection the evidence supplied by the curious tombs which m m amelino and j de morgan have recently excavated at el amra a place situated about five miles from abydos on the west bank of the nile is of peculiar interest here were found a number of oval graves sunk in the stony soil to a depth varying from five to six feet wherein were the skeletons of human bodies lying upon their sides their hands were crossed before their faces and their knees were bent and were on a level with their chests with them were buried flints small bronze implements pottery ornamented and plain stone vases shell ornaments etc and though experts are divided in their opinion as to the exact antiquity of these objects there seems little doubt that the oldest of them belonged to the period of the dawn of egyptian civilization and that is sufficient for our purpose at present a number of the skeletons from the tombs of el amra were submitted for examination to dr fouquet of cairo who has found reason for declaring that they show traces of the bodies to which they belonged having been treated with compounds 
or substances used in embalming the dead this fact shows that the friends and relatives of the departed who caused their bodies to be so treated must have considered that it would be of some benefit to them in their life in the world beyond the grave and in so doing they were probably only conforming to a custom which was already old and well established in their day it must not be forgotten that the skeletons in the cemetery of el amra were found lying on their sides and this fact strongly supports the view that the tombs are not tombs of egyptians but of their immediate predecessors or of contemporaries of the early dynasties in no egyptian tomb hitherto opened has the mummy been deposited on its side moreover the egyptian mummy is always found lying upon its back its arms are always laid on the body and the hands rest on the tops of the thighs though the burials at el amra tell us nothing about the ceremonies religious or otherwise which were performed over the departed when they were committed to the earth they prove almost beyond a doubt that peoples older than the egyptians partially embalmed their dead at that remote period and this being so it is probable that the religious ideas and the belief in the future life which the egyptians possessed were shared by the nations round about them with whom they were perhaps connected by ties of blood passing from prehistoric times of which we know little and that little imperfectly we come to the tombs of the first four dynasties which show that a great development in the religious ideas and funeral ceremonies has taken place since the first of the graves at el amra was dug we see that certain symbolic ceremonies were regularly performed that a number of priestly officials with clearly defined duties in connection with funerals had come into being that a large number of festivals were celebrated at or near the tomb throughout the year that the offering of meat and drink of unguents and garments and of green herbs and flowers at stated times had grown into a system that a number of gods were duly honoured and worshipped that the priests of the gods belonged to and probably formed the ruling class of the districts in which they lived that certain gods had already obtained the position of national deities who were known and honoured throughout the country and that certain cities such as abydos anu on and memphis had become centres of teaching of the views and dogmas which their respective priests had adopted and modified or had themselves evolved it is quite certain that certain priestly officials lived and died for the texts on their tombs bear witness to this fact if the official lived then the office to which he was appointed existed and if religious books the reading of which during the funeral was necessary for the welfare of the departed had not existed men would not have been appointed to read them at this time we find that certain priests called priests of the ka were duly appointed and that they performed their ministrations in chapels of the ka which were attached to the tombs of kings and wealthy men this shows beyond a doubt that the doctrine of the existence of a double of a man had been evolved and the making of offerings to it at stated intervals at the tomb proves that it was believed to dwell therein and that material meat and drink were necessary for its well-being this is important also as indicating that the offerings were not consumed by the deceased himself however needful the ceremony of offering them might be for his general welfare similarly the sufferings death and resurrection of osiris 
were well known in the period of the early dynasties and it is probable that he became the type of the resurrection of man in egypt long before the religious texts which assume it and which call him the god and king and judge of the dead passed from oral tradition to inscribed papyrus a study of the religious texts of all periods proves that the great fundamental religious ideas of the egyptians remained unchanged from the earliest to the latest historical times and it seems that they must have been received by the early egyptian priests in much the same form as that in which they handed them on the doctrine of immortality and everlasting life and the belief in the resurrection of a spiritual body are the brightest and most prominent features of the egyptian religion they survived all the theological theories and speculations of the various schools of religious thought in egypt and to them generations of men clung with a firmness and tenacity marvellous to consider and side by side with these beliefs there flourished the religious texts to which the name book of the dead has been given and they appealed mightily to all from highest to lowest for they were believed to give man power in the world beyond the grave and to enable him to attain to the abode of the blessed and to gain everlasting life no amount of research and no discovery have as yet yielded any information about the home and origin and early history of the book of the dead it seems pretty clear that as said above the first form of all of the book of the dead consisted of the words or petitions addressed to the god of the city or to a collection of supernatural powers on behalf of the deceased by relatives and friends and that such petitions referred to material rather than to spiritual things that they would increase in number and in length as time went on is only what is to be expected and the nature of their contents also would vary according to the rank and position of the deceased at first they were recited only and not written down and it is probable that they existed in this form for a very long period at length they were done in to writing but this i believe only took place when the professional religious men or priests began to be doubtful about the meaning of some of them and uncertain about the way in which they should be written the priests wrote them down to preserve them and thus endeavoured to keep without further corruption texts which already in their day had become exceedingly old and difficult of understanding the writing materials which they employed for this purpose are unknown it is hardly possible that they inscribed their texts upon stone for had they done so remains of such inscriptions would certainly have been found ere this in egypt at all events the commonest writing material was the papyrus and the hieroglyphic for book or writing being in the earliest times a roll of papyrus tied round the middle with a string of the same material it is probable that religious texts were first written upon papyrus rolls the syllabary or alphabet or both employed by these early scribes would probably be hieroglyphic or pictorial but no specimen of it has come down to us it is not likely that the signs used for writing the texts would be wholly alphabetic or wholly syllabic for in the earliest inscriptions known to us both kinds are used where and by whom the texts of the book of the dead were composed is also unknown there is no good reason for assuming that they are the offspring of the minds of libyans or dwellers of central africa 
they cannot be the literary product of savages or negroes there is no evidence to show that they are of semitic origin and the general testimony of their contents indicates an asiatic home for their birthplace certain of the ideas expressed in the earliest form of the book of the dead known to us are gross and brutal but they were retained rather by the conservative spirit of the egyptians than by any belief in them their reverence of our ancient writings and customs is too well known to need comment here that such texts should suffer modification as time went on is only to be expected but we may be sure that the original purpose of them remained unchanged and that all really essential ideas and beliefs of a fundamental character found expression always in the same way wherever its original home may have been or whatever was its origin or whoever were its authors it is quite certain that the book of the dead in a connected form is as old as egyptian civilization and that its sources belong to prehistoric times to which it is impossible to assign a date we first touch solid ground in the history of the book of the dead in the period of the early dynasties and if we accept one tradition which was current in egypt as early as b c two thousand five hundred we are right in believing that certain parts of it are in their present form as old as the time of the first dynasty the sixty-fourth chapter which is admitted on all hands to be exceedingly old exists in two versions the rubric to one of these declares that the chapter is as old as the time of hesepti the fifth king of the first dynasty about b c four thousand two hundred and sixty six and says that it was found beneath the henu boat by the foreman of the builders and the rubric to the other states that it was found at hermopolis inscribed upon a block of ironstone by harutataf the son of khufu or cheops the second king of the fourth dynasty about b c three thousand seven hundred and thirty three when he was inspecting the temples throughout the country these opinions find expression upon coffins of the eleventh and twelfth dynasties and in papyri of the best period that is to say from about b c one thousand six hundred to b c one thousand and though one makes out the chapter to be some six hundred years older than the other both agree in assigning to it a date which is coeval with the early empire it is difficult to note what is exactly meant by the word found it may of course mean that a stone slab bearing the text of the chapter was discovered while certain repairs or alterations were being carried out in the temple of the god thoth at hermopolis or it may mean that the chapter was edited in some way by khufu's son harutataf the latter explanation is certainly the more probable for we know from other sources that Harup tataf was a learned man and that he was the author of various literary works which enjoyed a considerable reputation on the other hand the ancient custom of ascribing the works of unknown authors to famous men may have already been in vogue of the book of the dead of the second third and fourth dynasties we know nothing and no copies of any part of the recension then in use have come down to us the texts on the tombs of the priests of that period show that funeral ceremonies were performed in accordance with the instruction contained in the rubrics to the various chapters of the book of the dead and the existence of collections of religious texts stands assured during the reign of menkara the mycerinus of the greeks the fourth king of the fourth dynasty about b c three thousand six hundred and thirty three certain chapters that is 
thirty b and one hundred and forty eight are said to have been found by herutataf and there are traditions extant that religious ceremonies were performed with renewed vigour during the reign of this king on the coffin of men ra are inscribed two lines of text which are also found on the walls inside the pyramids of tata and pepi the first kings of the sixth dynasty it would be absurd to suppose that these lines formed the only portion of the text known in the fourth dynasty and thus we are entitled to assume that the same recension of the book of the dead which was known and copied in the sixth dynasty was also known and copied in the fourth dynasty from the lines on the coffin of Menkara, we learn some interesting facts namely that the dead king was identified with the god that the divine origin of the god was ascribed also to the king that the life of the king in the world beyond the grave was to be that of a god that all his foes were to be vanquished and that he was to become a being possessed of life everlasting here then is a proof of the acceptance of the osiris story and of the doctrine of immortality or everlasting life at a very remote period in egypt during the period of the fifth and sixth dynasties a remarkable development took place in the funeral ceremonies performed for egyptian kings the kings of the fourth dynasty khufu cheops kafra kephren and men ra had built for their tombs the stone pyramids at giza which to this day excite the wonder and admiration of the civilized world but the walls of the chambers and corridors are uninscribed and they tell us nothing of the texts which were recited during the funeral and nothing of the ceremonies by which they were accompanied at the close of the fifth dynasty however eunice the king b c three thousand three hundred and thirty three built as his tomb a stone pyramid at a place now called saqqara which is situated on the west bank of the nile a few miles to the south of the modern city of cairo and he covered the greater parts of the walls of the chambers corridors etc with several hundred vertical lines of hieroglyphic text which were deeply cut and filled up with green paint or composition in the year eighteen eighty one monsieur maspero effected an entrance into this pyramid and he recognized at once the fact that the inscriptions which he saw before him formed the text of the book of the dead which was in use in egypt during the period of the fifth dynasty continuing his labors in this pyramid field he opened the pyramids of teta pepi the first ra and pepi the second kings of the sixth dynasty who reigned from about b c three thousand three hundred to b c three thousand one hundred and sixty six and he found that the texts which covered the walls inside were duplicates with additions of those which he had already found in the pyramid of eunice we thus see for the first time a collected series of texts of the book of the dead in the earliest recension known to us this recension may for convenience be called the heliopolitan because it bears unmistakable evidence that it was drawn up by the priests of anu on or heliopolis and that it contains the peculiar views held by the priests of the colleges of that very ancient city though five sets of extracts from it have come down to us in a tolerably complete state of preservation we must not assume that they represent all the texts which belong to it indeed the various sections of it which were copied upon funeral monuments and papyri in later times indicate that for all practical purposes its extent was illimitable 
how much editing was done to the texts of this recension by the priests of anu cannot be said but there is considerable evidence scattered throughout it which shows that they had been edited two or three times before and it is clear that we have preserved in it many religious ideas and beliefs which belong to what may be termed strata of religious thought of different periods and dates some of them certainly go back to a period in the history of the egyptians when they celebrated their triumphs over their enemies in a brutal and savage fashion and others belong to a time when their ancestors stood but little higher on the ladder of civilization than the barbarous tribes who lived on their western and southern frontiers the heliopolitan recension of the book of the dead consists of a series of paragraphs each of which is introduced by the word recite scattered throughout the text are directions to the priests who performed the ceremonies when to make certain presentations of meat drink and other objects in later days the rubrical directions were written at the ends of the sections and titles were given to the sections which henceforth became special chapters intended to produce certain definite results an excellent idea of the arrangement of the text in the pyramids will be obtained from the accompanying page of hieroglyphic extract which is taken from the text written for eunice one four hundred ninety six following at the end of the sixth dynasty the walls of the chambers of tombs built for great and wealthy men were profusely ornamented with texts and scenes both coloured and uncoloured but in none do we find religious texts belonging to the collection which the royal pyramids have revealed to us it is difficult to account for this except on the score of economy the wealthy man or owner of large estates caused the scenes which showed his greatness and affluence to be vividly depicted on the walls of his tomb but even in the east where time has always been of little value and labour cheap the difference between the cost of cutting several hundred lines of hieroglyphics in limestone and filling them up with paint and the cost of painting a number of agricultural and other scenes in tempera must have been very considerable in the former case the text had to be set out by the artist and then carefully cut by the skilled mason and it must not be forgotten that the copy from which the artist worked may have been in hieratic or cursive characters in which case the difficulties of the work would be increased in the latter the artist's work was limited to broad outline which could be quickly drawn and the filling in of the colours was an easy matter during the interval between the end of the sixth dynasty and the beginning of the eleventh we know nothing of the fortunes of the book of the dead and it is not until we come to the middle or end of the eleventh dynasty that we find other copies of the work of the history too of the period of the seventh eighth ninth and tenth dynasties very little is known and though in certain districts in upper egypt tombs of considerable size and beauty were built yet no striking development in the funeral text seems to have taken place or if it did we have no record of it belonging to the eleventh and twelfth dynasties however we have a number of coffins of considerable importance for the study of the book of the dead they may be roughly divided into three classes one those which are painted to represent funeral chambers or tombs two those which are almost plain outside but covered inside with text in the hieratic or cursive egyptian character and three those which are inscribed both inside and out the texts are usually traced in black upon the plain surface of the wood the chief inscriptions which record the name and titles of the deceased being painted in large hieroglyphics either in a vertical line down the length of the cover 
or in a horizontal line round the upper part of the four sides of the coffin on the right-hand side at the foot is often painted or inlaid the double achat or so-called symbolic eyes plates one and two illustrate as far as possible without the use of colours the arrangement of the text on such coffins the scene in plate one is from one end inside of the famous coffin of amamu the border with its pattern of rectangles is painted in bright colours red green and yellow and all round the upper part of the sides are painted the principal objects which form the usual offerings to the dead and a prayer that the deceased may have such things offered in his tomb for ever here we see vases and jars of various shapes and sizes filled with unguents and cosmetics the names of which are given in the line of hieroglyphics above them they are set upon a stand broken examples of which have been from time to time found in tombs each of the vertical lines of text begins with the word recite a fact which shows that the text was usually inscribed upon the walls of tombs plate two gives an extract from the text inscribed upon the coffin of sebekah preserved at berlin it will be noticed that the hieroglyphics have begun to assume a conventional form and that they do not so readily suggest the objects which they represent we notice too that the various sections on such coffins have specific titles attached to them in other words they have become chapters as the pyramids of the fifth and sixth dynasties do not all contain the same selection of extracts from the book of the dead so the coffins of the eleventh and twelfth dynasties do not all contain the same selection of chapters this fact shows that the selection of the extracts and chapters did not follow any general rule but whether it depended upon the will and discretion of the scribe or the deceased cannot be said down the length of the bottom of the coffin inside was frequently painted a band of white across which were traced in blue wavy lines to indicate water this probably represented the celestial nile or the stream upon which the deceased hoped to float to the elysian fields we must note in passing that at the period when these coffins were made no pyramids were inscribed with extracts or chapters from the book of the dead in other words it was found both cheaper and easier to write the text with ink or colours upon planks which could be afterwards pegged together to form coffins this custom resulted in the curtailment of the selection of texts and in less than a thousand years after the religious texts in the pyramids of the fifth and sixth dynasties were cut we find that certain portions of them had fallen into disuse we have already seen that a period lies between the sixth and eleventh dynasties during which we know nothing of the book of the dead and again during the period which lies between the twelfth and eighteenth dynasties we know nothing of it with the beginning of the eighteenth dynasty the book of the dead begins a new phase of its existence and a development of its history as interesting as it is unexpected is before us from pyramids the transition was to coffins and now the transition is from coffins to papyri and here again economy probably played an important part inscribed pyramids and sarcophagi and coffins would necessarily be only made for royal personages and for great and wealthy folk but a roll of papyrus was in comparison with these a very inexpensive thing especially if the surfaces of an ordinary scribe were employed in inscribing it end of introduction the history of the book of the dead part one